It's the perfect combination of Spinal Tap and Punky Booster. It's Watch Bots! Hello, everybody. Welcome to WatchBots, the podcast dedicated to anthropomorphic rodents. This is Ben, and I am joined by Shailen. Hello. And I'm joined by Dave. Guys, fall is here. It's official. <laughs> it's true. We've hit the fall season. Fall is here. There's a, there's, a, there's a chill in the air. A second cold is running its way through my household. I'm, I'm the last one standing, so I'm, I'm bound to get it during this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, you know, school has started, and we've missed four days of school, each kid already, so that's that's fun. Um, I love fall. Fall's great. It's foliage season. Fall. It's apple season. Fall sucks. Fall doesn't suck. Fall's awesome. Fall's the fall best. Sucks. Fall sucks. You're wrong. Summer is the best. Wrong. Fall sucks. Everybody's like, oh my god, little sweaters, and we get our little pumpkin spice lattes. Pumpkin spice lattes, I had one today. Not great. Well, here's the thing. P- the, pumpkin's overrated. <laughs> the pu- pumpkin is overrated. I agree with you there. You gotta get the new Starbucks hotness, and that's the apple crisp macchiato. Oh. If you've ever looked at an apple crisp and been like, oh man, I want that in a coffee form. Shit, the, like, pour a lot of water in that and blend it up. Not for you. Uh, it doesn't Tastes like apple crisp whatsoever. Oh. It's mildly cinnamony, I guess. So I I need to go back to the pumpkin spice latte situation. No, we're past it's that. not supposed to taste like pumpkins. Mm-hmm. It's just the spices. If you don't like nutmeg because you're uncultured, that's you problem. That's not a problem with the latte. Okay. I'm All right. just well, I'm just I'm talking about the pumpkin spice. Not I, I'm not expecting the thing to taste like a, a pumpkin. That that would be disgusting. You said pumpkin is overrated, and pumpkin is not even in that beverage. I'm just saying. What if you could drink it out of a pumpkin? I would do that. Then I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> would do that. It would be a jack-o'-lantern. It would just like come out of all the holes. Yeah, I would want it to be like a comedically large pumpkin. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just full of like, <laughs> blisteringly hot latte. It's got scalding <laughs> hot. It would be delicious, invigorating. While you're pouring it over you, you're just screaming, fall sucks, I hate fall. <laughs> no, co- it doesn't though. The coffee equivalent of uh, eating soup out of a bread bowl. This- like, I was thinking... I, <laughs> I was thinking about um i was thinking about like you know pumpkin spice lattes mm-hmm. like i'm over pumpkin spice is, is that better shaylin i'm over pumpkin spice that's fine and like pumpkin beers which are also pumpkin spiced uh some of them like i remember that was huge when we were back in like college or whatever like pumpkin beer was like oh you gotta get this and now like i don't think i could bring myself to drink one it's <laughs> bring yourself wow you couldn't sound more highfalutin I don't want I, like I'm I'm over pumpkin flavored stuff, pumpkin spice flavored stuff. Mm-hmm. It's 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 over. It's 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 gone. There's the also a decided over. line in the sand on like the first run of the pumpkin beer from Shipyard. Like it actually was made with pumpkins. It was a different flavor, so it was interesting. 
And then after that, it was like, oh, nope. Now you're just giving me squashes and I don't need that much squash in my booze. Yeah, too much gourd. That's fine. Hashtag too much gourd. But Hashtag cut the gourd. The good thing. Sorry, fall is driving me out of my gourd. (laughs) The thing about fall that's great is that I'm not sweating from every pore all hours of the day. I can wear pants. Whoa, big change. Instead of shorts. Whoa. People are not insisting that I take my pasty white ass out in the sunshine and enjoy it. And then me being forced into sunburn. Who's doing so, this? Who, who is putting you under this pressure? Society. I don't want a tan. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm pasty white and I tan. burn. I too am pasty white. But I don't feel like I'm being, you know, forced or yeah, controlled. I don't, I don't the man is forcing me outside. It's my colleagues. They're all like, oh, he needs to get sunshine. You're so pale. Yes, I'm so pale. That's why I don't want sunshine. I burn. I'm sorry. Jalen, allergic to the sun. <laughs> allergic to the sun. I've discovered a new thing this fall that I'm going to be into. So I started picking up golf again over the summer. I played golf a long time ago, but I had never really gotten to the, the culture of it all and the gear. And what I've discovered is that golf clothes are fucking made to be comfortable and awesome. I always thought that they played in like slacks. Because <laughs> if you ever see golf on TV, it's like, just, just, just chinos. Yeah, just men in slacks. But I, I, like, I bought a pair of golf pants and they came and they're like the perfect child of a jogging pant in a khaki. So they're, you know, acceptable for when like the man forces you to go outside, but you're sitting in comfort and you're stretching. And uh, it's great. I may wear golf pants uh, like every day through March. It's entirely possible. Rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, end of March, big, give or take. Big golf boy right now. That's right. I'd be big golf boy. Get out there on the range, sock a few dingers. Dinga. Are you getting better? Uh, I do. So here's the thing. I was, and then I stopped going for a week because I threw out my back and now I suck again. So <laughs> easy come, easy go, as they say. Because we went for your birthday, and I think all of us who went were We're horrible, were yeah, yeah. We were, we were struggling. Yeah, we were horrible. But um, um, practice makes perfect until you stop going all the time, and then uh, practice starts from square one, I think is how the saying goes. But, you know, speaking of fall, fall brings lots of little creatures that are kind of wandering the world. And, you know, one creature that everybody hates is the, the eponymous chipmunk. And tonight we're talking about not one chipmunk. I guess we're talking about six, if you really classify them as chipmunks. We're talking about Alvin and the chipmunks. And Shailen. Yes. Explain yourself. So I have a beautiful view into our yard from my home office where I can see the wildlife, mother foxes murdering bunnies and carrying them back to her young Hawks flying down and catching squirrels and theoretically also feeding their young. Mm -hmm. And over the last couple of weeks. I think they just do it for fun. I mean, maybe. (laughs) The last couple of weeks, I've just seen so many chipmunks. They have lost all sense of fear. One of them was running under the swing set while our son was using the swings the other day. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what? These little assholes would be so much cooler if they sang songs. And how wrong you were. I remember the cartoon Alvin and the Chipmunks fondly from being a kid. And now after watching this episode, I'm not totally sure why. And that's okay. This is why we do this show sometimes sure. is to ruin our childhood. Really, I my strongest memory was of the movie 
the it's, yes the, the chipmunk adventure exactly chipmunk okay, adventure okay. where they were doing like the 180 days around the world and accidentally smuggling jewels and money were Had they been, smuggling them in their poopers for uh, hobby lobby no, it was not for Hobby Lobby, but it could have been. I heard that Alvin smuggled the Hope Diamond inside his asshole <laughs> for Hobby Lobby. If it was but for it Hobby Lobby, it would have yeah. had to voice been like... never went back down. <laughs> if it was for Hobby Lobby, it mm-hmm. would be a precious engraved tablet. Yeah, with... th- yeah Theodore had Moses' tablets yeah. uh, smuggled into his cheeks as implants, for, but for Hobby Lobby. For Hobby Lobby. For Hobby Lobby. Yeah, so... I brought it to you guys. I cannot believe that we haven't already talked about Alvin and the Chipmunks. I know. It's so weird. It's the first thing you think of when you think about singing animal cartoons. I love when animals do people things. No. Which is why this cartoon really messed me up so much because I did not love it. I loved it. I I thought it was all sorts of weird and it was right up my alley. I enjoyed this on a nostalgic, ironic level. That it was just, it was lovely. I was like, oh, I liked this as a kid. Oh, it's not great. Actually, it's wonderful. It's, it's the strangest thing we've, we've seen for a while. I loved the subject matter and everything else made me deeply, deeply <laughs> uncomfortable. Um, you were thinking about it too hard again. So Alvin and the Chipmunks has both an incredibly vague backstory and also an insanely complex backstory. <laughs> when I was doing my research, it was like, oh my God, like the twists and turns that have happened with these, with these fucking chipmunks. So they are the brainchild of the musician Ross Bagdasarian Sr. You would know him because he did that witch doctor song, you know, like ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, ting, well, you know, the offensive song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He put that out under the guise of Dave Seville. And he did, if you listen to that song, there are, is a character in there who sounds a lot like Alvin. So like the same pitched up stuff. But that's not, I don't think, the Alvin. No, it's not. But it gave him this idea. He can be like, oh, well, now I can be a hack and just live off of these fucking vocal tricks. And he was driving through Sequoia National Park. One of I our, take offense to that, by the way. What's that? I have plenty of vocal tricks. And I'm no hack. <laughs> I have okay. no vocal tricks and I am a hack. So it is what it is. <laughs> So, but he saw a chipmunk and he was like, oh shit, I'm going to create a bunch of chipmunk characters. And he had this idea about making like a Disney sized stable of musical characters, but I guess Chip and Dale were just coming into vogue. So he decided to go with chipmunks. So he recorded and released what is probably still the best known Alvin and the Chipmunks thing, the chipmunk song. So that Christmas song that's like, Christmas, Christmas time is here. Time for joy and time it's for fear. Called the chipmunk song. That's it is correct. supposed to be like the Christmas song, and then in parentheses, it's Christmas. Don't be late because yeah. they were making fun of Nat King Cole. A horribly irritating song, but a humongous hit. Hey, hula hoop. <laughs> Good, great stuff. <laughs> this came out in the holiday season of 1958. Now think about in 1958. You know, people were making like five cents an hour and things like that. This thing sold 4 million physical copies in seven weeks in 1958. Like, what the fuck? We had nothing better to do as a society then. Now we can complain about pumpkins. <laughs> but it, like, they showed up on Ed Sullivan with puppets. And at the time, they were known as Dave Seville and the Chipmunks. But this song, it propelled them into the stratosphere. They released a couple albums. I'm saying they. It was this one dude uh, <laughs> released a couple of albums. <laughs> the, the Chipmunks themselves. <laughs> they were still known as the Chipmunks or Dave Seville and the Chipmunks. The first TV show was the Alvin Show, which appeared on CBS as a primetime cartoon, kind of around the time of the Flintstones in the early 60s. 
not a huge success. But they kept pumping out albums like the Chipmunks go to the movies and usually cover songs. There's not a lot of like Chipmunk originals. The original Ross Bagdasarian died in 1972. And so the mantle was picked up by his son, Ross Bagdasarian. <laughs> his carbon copy. <laughs> and his son's wife, uh, Janice Carmen. So they do, do and did a lot of the voices. As time went on, more, more and more Chipmunk albums. They evolved with the times. They, uh, they released the album Chipmunk Punk in 1980, which I was super excited about because, I mean, anybody who knows the show knows that I just love like weird covers of things. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, are they, are they doing like the Ramones? But no, it's, they were doing like 80s pop hits. It had nothing to do with punk. It just oh. it was very sad. Could you even like call it like a pseudo punk? No, no, no. no. They were doing like just Blondie pop. covers pop. and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that could be like pop punk, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's, I guess that's not. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the wrong genre, Dave. <laughs> On the loosest possible interpretation, the, but, the wrong one. But they were brought back to TV in 1981, fresh off the double platinum success of Chipmunk Punk, and with a Christmas special. And then this show that we're talking about tonight was commissioned by uh, our our good pals at Ruby Spears. Yes. So the main concept of this show is you got the adult Dave Seville. Noted cokehead, as we'll discuss here. And the three <laughs> boys. So Alvin, who's like the lead singer of the group. He's got a hat, got a big, big sweater. Simon, the nerd, wears glasses and a big, big sweater. And Theodore, the fat one, who wears a big, big sweater. And <laughs> it's never explained how they came to be with Dave, but they are... Yes, it is. Oh, oh, oh is yes, it? it is. Oh, it is. Okay. It is. In the the chipmunks the chipmunk special fill in the the backstory then so mama chipmunk Vinny. she had her little babies they were newborn chipmunks mm-hmm. and it was a particularly harsh winter and they were going to starve <laughs> to death sure and she had previously seen dave seville being nice to woodland creatures and so she abandoned them on his doorstep <laughs> and he Seville, took them in ultimate pots could they sing at the time or did that, was that something dave taught them how are they I, magical? I <laughs> They're not magical. They like, just grew into anthropomorphized. Anthrop- like they are, they're chipmunks. They're children. Who though. are international rock stars, but they are children, but they're like real kid sized. Right, because they were raised by a human man mm-hmm. and that somehow changed <laughs> them. <laughs> That changed their genetic makeup. <laughs> it's like. Did they fall in the ooze at least? Was, was Inri involved? Yes, absolutely. If we were to find like a squirrel on our front porch, it wouldn't stay a squirrel if we brought it in and fed it people food. Mm-hmm. It would become a boy-sized squirrel or a girl-sized squirrel. Okay. That's why we keep them outside yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. Yeah. This is a lesson about um, treating nature with respect. That's why I call it wild kingdom, not domicile kingdom. Yes. <laughs> That's why. I don't know if you knew that. Calm kingdom. That's right. Now, and then in the movie, like they retconned a bunch of it, but oh fuck! Uh, what about Chipmunk's canon? Well, since you seem to know about the canon, it's also a good time to bring in Alvin and Simon and Theodore and Dave weren't enough. We also needed to have the Chipettes, who are girl versions of the Chipmunks. So you have Brittany, who's the Alvin corollary; Jeanette, who's like Simon, and then Eleanor, who's like Theodore. They're also relatively famous. And they yes. live in a tree mansion by themselves. That's correct. Where did the chipettes come from? Is it? Is that? I. That's so, not explicit. That, that, so actually, there is an <laughs> episode. That's insane. 
There's an episode that exists, but I didn't understand it when I was reading about it. So I'm going to pretend I don't know anything about it. Yeah, Shailen and I did the same research, <laughs> uh, and, and and like uh, apparently the memories all triggered at the same time. <laughs> I, there was one episode where like what's the Alvin one? Brittany. She is like they show like her mother mm-hmm. in it, or someone claims to be her mother. I forget, but I I think that means that like Jeanette and Eleanor are are, not her sisters. They're they're not sisters? Yeah. Which is very strange to me because I thought they were all sisters. Mm -hmm. It's very confusing. It's it's very confusing. But so are chipmunks. It really bothers me. And I don't know (laughs) if it bothers me due to the subject matter of the episode that we're discussing that like it really brings these things to light. But I won't skip ahead into the episode. I'll just say. There were eight seasons of this show. Yep. The episode that we're talking about was the first episode of season four. So they spent this whole episode dedicated to, you know, what we're going to discuss, but none of that was ever explored in like 40 episodes. And it's like, whoa, that's like galaxy brain shit. Like, where did the chipettes come from? Why do they have, you know, normal sized kid clothes when Alvin and the crew were wearing like, you know, humongous sweaters? Like, it's all crazy. There there are valid explanations for this. No, there there aren't. Where are they? There are episodes that explain that they're trying to like hide stuff so that they don't get caught not having like. Then they shouldn't live in such a luxurious tree mansion. Um, and also, the chipettes are very <laughs> fashion forward, Ben. It's they're so, very concerned like, with their they, appearance. Where are they getting clothes? Are, are those, are they, is that their real hair? They sew their clothes. <laughs> yes, it's their real hair. And no, that's not a real chipmunk hair. In real life, that would be very concerning if they were growing hair like that. So but are, is it a wig? Is it extensions? No, it's when they became anthropomorphized. How did that happen? It doesn't but matter. But they didn't have a Dave. They didn't have a Dave. Crazy. If they your have... argument is that the Dave took in the chipmunks and they turned into humanoid chipmunks, the chipettes, as we will discuss, don't have anybody. So how did they turn into humanoid chipmunks? Do you think it's like a, a Chernobyl situation where like the wa- <laughs> the body of water around where they yeah, were yeah. like was no, I, irradiated? I, I, you don't have to say well, They never explain where it takes place. So per- perhaps it was ch- Chernobyl. No explanation or- it's like needed. Three it's mile three mile it's definitely yeah. a Chernobyl <laughs> situation for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, it's so inexplicable. <laughs> Much like Ben and his uh, comfy golf pants, I think I'm just going to start wearing just just long long sweaters. Okay, like, All it right. looks very comfy. It does. It, it's just everything about this world, and we'll get into it. It's just so crazy. <laughs> Suspend your disbelief, Ben. I can't do it. Enjoy your cartoon, Ben. I thought you were going to say that like you didn't know what was more disturbing, like what was going on in the show, or you thinking too hard about this show. Like, no, that this is my favorite part of this uh, this, this yeah, podcast is when you is when you get no it, it's brain no this is sense. not even like it's not even me getting galaxy brain it's just wild at this point Alvin and the Chipmunks had been around for almost thirty years and people had just accepted like they live with Dave and they speak English and you're like okay yeah but yeah. then fucking Ruby Spears they throw <laughs> in like these exact female corollaries to the Chipmunks and they don't have anybody. And they just they built a mansion. How did they do this? Like they're very talented. Like, what's going on? Just because they're girls doesn't mean they're not talented they're, and capable. Ben, like if they're rock stars that are like fashion designers and musicians, why do they even go to school? Like because they're children. You're just upset that Alvin, Simon, and Theodore can't do what the Chipettes do. Maybe and you're, yeah, you're yeah. a chipmunk incel. That could be. I mean, I mean, obviously, but like, how do they even sign up for school? Like, what is this world? They're talented. 
Do people know they're chipmunks at school? Well, see, that's a valid question. I don't know the answer see, to that. See, and we'll get into this too, because I like to think of myself as a pretty open and accepting person. You know, I'm hashtag woke. But if I went in to <laughs> like woke. a parent's night at like my kid's school, which will never happen because of COVID, and like there was just a chipmunk, like a big fucking like four foot tall chipmunk, I'd be a little weirded out. But in this show, like the How chipmunks are ten- they're tending bar. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's cool, like, man. this is weird. That's not cool. Well, Maybe show it's because is fucking crazy. There are there are six of them, so it makes it less weird somehow. No, it makes it more weird because they outnormal like the people <laughs> for most of the show. We have upset the chipmunk humanoid community, Ben. And yeah. I think you need to apologize. This is like that episode of Seinfeld where uh, where George runs over the squirrel and like he breaks like the unspoken pact, and then the the squirrels are like all, they're all over him. Yes, they, it's exactly like they that. Kill George. So we'll, we'll talk more about the world of the show, but this show went on for eight seasons. Now, no, those eight seasons didn't have like 50 episodes. I think it ended up with 100-something episodes, but it was on for eight years. And they were running out of ideas toward the end, though. They had a... Um, I think they were running the, out the of last... ideas toward the middle, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why they had to go into this like these insane backstories. I was like, well, I don't know. Like, we can't can't send them to the water park again. Like that. We've already done that. The eighth season, I think, mm-hmm. just had them like spoofing movies yeah yeah <laughs> the the chipmunks had puberty was there was there a coming of age story so they actually at one point stand by he, me he gets a wet dream on his big sweater ew <laughs> it's nutty ew <laughs> Jeanette gives uh simon a over the sweater hand job oh yeah the old otshj yeah what's yeah. um hashtag otshj what's the internet rule that if you google it there's porn rule 34 yeah, don't poke fifty two. I don't recommend. <laughs> I don't recommend engaging in that. So we talked about the movie a little bit, and so in the middle of the run, Bagdasarian and his wife were so like buoyed by how much people love the Chipmunks, they self financed this movie, The Chipmunk Adventure, which uh, Janice Carmen directed. So good spoof of Around the World in eighty days, not one hundred and eighty like Shailen claimed. I mean, um, they were smaller, but yeah, they were smuggling diamonds in their ass. The movie, you'd be shocked to hear, not a success whatsoever. <laughs> I thought it was great. My family thought it was great. I don't think I've we ever watched, seen it. We, we rented oh. it a lot. Oh. Well, that's that's our Friday night date, Ben. Yeah, totally. We'll be doing that. Yeah, I'll be um, we had you, watch, a- you watch a little chipmunk adventures, and then you go to bones, the bone zone. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Gross. What? Don't speculate. I'm just, just talking about- A little wet dream on big sweater. We had the movie on VHS, I think. Okay. And we watched it many, many times. And- as an adult, I remembered there being drugs inside the dolls in addition to the diamonds in the cash, sure, yeah, but yeah. I, I recognized that that was like... That, you're, you're conflating that's a Mandela it with, effect. With three men and a baby. <laughs> so there wasn't Chan? As it turns out, there, they were not smuggling drugs in the children's cartoon movie. Just, just diamonds. How just sad. diamonds and cash. Yeah. So after this cartoon went off the air, Chipmunks continued to pump out albums. A few of the albums that have come out since 1990. And th- this is like four out of 20 urban chipmunk nuts to you (laughs) yolo the a files alien songs wasn't that the rule 34 uh, (laughs) i believe it was stuff you you watched (laughs) they put out a couple of tv movies or or direct to vhs movies where they met frankenstein and the wolfman but the thing we need to touch on here is the newer movies Mm -hmm. so in 2007 a movie came out with cgi chipmunks justin long was alvin i forget who the other ones were and Jason Lee from Skateboard Fame and from, from Stealing Harvard and Mallrats and all that right. shit. My name is Earl. Was Dave. 
uh, Dave Seville in this case. It had David Cross as like a bad record executive. Anyway, <laughs> nobody liked the movie. But somehow, that movie spawned three sequels, including one called The Squeakquel. The four-movie series came out between 2007 and 2015. Nobody liked them. Like, just critically savage. <laughs> Made over a billion dollars. Like, what the fuck? Nostalgia is very powerful. What the fuck? I will correct you. There are at least two people that like those movies. It's my brother-in-law and his wife. <laughs> okay. Who are very avid listeners well, of our podcast. We thank you, Mike and Margaret. <laughs> thank you, Mike and Margaret. And I won't insult anybody directly because I haven't seen these movies. All I know is I looked through the, through the Rotten Tomatometer. No critics like those movies. The lowest grossing one made $260 million. So like more money than I would make in like a thousand lifetimes. So like they're doing something right. But the point of this maybe, is... Maybe that's why my uh, family likes them so much. Like they're so like, you know efficient and like such cash cows maybe they're just maybe they love <laughs> they, the, they the, like business. The, the business model yeah. of it okay mike and margaret write back to us uh do you just love the business model of the chipmunk movies is it also possible that the critics are wrong i mean i'm just saying i mean america voted with their fucking wallet so i exactly. guess exactly so, that's what i'm saying the point of this is chipmunk we've talked about marathon. a lot of trends that have kind of shined bright and faded away like the rubik's cube and pac-man I'm going to say Alvin and the Chipmunks is like the enduring trend that I understand the least. I fucking don't like Alvin and the Chipmunks is what I realized. (laughs) The high voices, the cartoon, I didn't like any of this. And that reading that statistic that the movie series made a billion dollars, that's like fucking Fast and the Furious territory. How do people like Alvin and the Chipmunks? It doesn't compute. Because this episode may be being an exception. Chipmunks are adorable, no matter how terrible they are for your landscaping and your garden and your foundation on your house. They're so but cute. They're, but they're not chipmunks. They're like little people who sing in high voices. Right. So if you could take one of those cute little chipmunks from your yard and turn it into a little talking thing that sings to you, it's like double cute. I have a problem with the chipmunks um, and it's their <laughs> a hair. personal problem. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, well, hey, fuck you, Theodore. One of them stole my money. <laughs> you piece of shit. It was a big Ponzi scheme. It was fucking terrible. But, uh, oh, I got Simon back. Uh, but we, uh, I love the Simpsons, right? Bart Simpson, Lisa Simpson. Their <laughs> sure. hair is the same color as the rest of them. Right. And that doesn't disturb me. What disturbs me is like Simon, Alvin, and Theodore's hair, which is the same color as their skin mm-hmm. or their flesh or fur or whatever it is. But it's disturbing looking. I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> Simon looks like he just has three dicks on his head. Hell yeah! Um, yeah. What a dream. And that's that's a rule thirty four yeah. for you right there. Nuts for you. Stuff those cheeks. I, I will say the hair didn't bother me that much, but it does remind me of some some movie hair that bothers me, which is in the third Harry Potter movie, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh-huh. Um, the, the director of that movie. <laughs> decided like i was watching a behind the scenes documentary because i'm a fucking sad man but the director of that movie was like you know they're they're kids and i wanted to give them freedom so i said do whatever you want with your hair and then they all decided to grow like fucking dumb like beetle hair yep like go back and watch five minutes of all the harry potter movies you know first one second one they're little kids like they you know harry's got the bowl cut 
And then in the later ones, he has, you know, like he's like a fucking 35 year old playing a 17 year old. Like he's just got a man haircut. But in that third movie, his hair, it's like a fucking helmet. It's ridiculous. It, it hurts the movie. The hair is so bad. Are you sure it's that it's Prisoner of Azkaban? It's not Goblet of Fire? Goblet of Fire is not much better. In that, in that case, they were like just growing it out. Like that's when, yeah, yeah. you know, Bam Margera and the, and the gang were bad. They were big skater boys. But anyway, we've, we've gone far afield here. That's what we did. We got to talk about and Harry this Potter's hair color was the same as his flesh. It, 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 and it was three disturbing dicks. He had fuck. three dicks on his head, but yeah. he did it with the power of magic. Yeah. So the episode we're talking about, as we mentioned, the premiere episode of season four, and it is titled, Ooh, I knew we were in for a good one. Help wanted, mommy. <laughs> and it was written by. <laughs> I think you read that wrong. <laughs> Help wanted, mommy. Help wanted, mommy. Help wanted. Mommy, it was written. Remember that time by when a woman Ben had to get a new house to live in without me. Diane Dixon, <laughs> and if you go to Diane Dixon's website, in this episode and in many of her TV writing credits, Diane is with two ends, trying to distance herself, and she she's sees herself as something a little little romance novelist now because her website mentions that she was a TV screenwriter just in passing, but it's all about her books, which have flowers on the cover, and they're called like the Book of Someday. But here's the thing about Diane Dixon. She made her bones writing for things like The Biscuits, The Gary Coleman Show, and The Punky Brewster Cartoon. We so see listen, you, Diane. Listen, you made your money, and now you think you're past the culture, but you're not past the culture. Put the second end back, Diane. Not fooling me. We see yeah. you. I may go to her website and fucking get on her guest book. Yeah, put all those dicks in, Diane. Tell her how much. she sucks. Anyway, this cartoon aired on... September 13th, 1986. I sure wish I knew what was going on then. Do it in a chipmunk voice. Yeah. I sure wish I knew what was going on then. Ugh, I regret asking for that. <laughs> Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. Around this time, a horrible tragedy stuck the, struck the music world. Metallica's original bassist, Cliff Burton, was killed. When he was run over by a bus. Oof. And that bus was the Alvin and the Chipmunks tour bus. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> he, he, I, think, I mean, I'm assuming he was uh, drunk or on drugs, and maybe that's painting with too broad a brush, but he fell out the window, and the bus rolled over him. Oof. It's gruesome. How do you fall out of a bus window? Very carefully, I think, is the answer you're looking for. Okay. You, you, well, you just, the window opens, and you, the bus was rolling. Loss of human life is always sad. Sure. The Chipmunks killed him, and then they released a cover album you know a band of like co- them covering metallica songs yeah, it and was, then metallica was, sued them and ruined the distribution point for many musicians it was called chipmunk metal but it actually didn't have any metal at all they were covering yeah. like i don't know country uh, music yeah oh they put out a country album too at some point i should know top movies though uh, top gun number one great movie uh stand by me great movie and uh the fly great movie so good week good, good solid three good solid three uh, to get into a good solid show. So let's start off with the song here. Thank you. 
the song is kind of catchy. It has the chipmunks coming out in tuxes and noting that it's been a while, which is, I guess, true in a lot of sense, but to the audience of assumedly four-year-olds that you're going for, like that isn't, that's not going to compute, you know, like they're not going to remember it. Oh yeah. These are the guys from the fifties, but they probably aren't going to like call that into question either. It's the parents watching with their four-year-olds that Mm. are going to be like, Oh, it has been a while. I remember you from the Christmas season. Wow. I hated you in 1958. Parents did not watch cartoons with us when we were little. We are, we are a, our generation is a better generation of parents. We, we actually do things with our children. My mom or dad did not watch the cartoons we watched. That's fair. That's fair. And we're better for it. We're ruining our <laughs> yeah, children. Hashtag better than you. <laughs> I knew listening to this song that the show was going to irritate me because I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I hate their singing voices. It just <laughs> it just sucks. It just sucks. It's fucking bad. I forgot that they were in a band. And so I was like, I, I saw the opening first and I was like, what the fuck? Like another 80s cartoon where the opening credits have them playing instruments mm. and being in a band. It, it's baffling, but then, uh, but but sure enough, I, I remember that they were you legit that? music stars. They're actually rock stars for real. Legit yeah. music stars, but somehow Dave's house can only fit one man and not six rodents. But we'll we'll get there in a minute. I no, mean, the house could fit. It. It he could he fit. couldn't take it. It's the personalities and the management of the people. That's true. That's true. So we open up in what is a classroom, and even though there are you know human children in this class, what we get is. The six chipmunks. So Simon and Jeanette are hanging bows and balloons, which is a little weird. Alvin and Brittany are putting pictures up to show off their photography skills, which is weird. Like what fucking like first grade class is doing photography? Yeah. But a rich one. Then Theodore and Eleanor are eating. I don't know. Here's a clip. Hmm. Beautiful. Theodore. Are you sure? By the way, enjoy trying to distinguish any of the chipmunks' voices from each other because it's two people doing all of them and they don't have a lot of variety to their voices. So they're decorating the room and then their teacher, Miss Mooney, comes in and Miss Mooney... Is a stone cold fox. <laughs> Miss Mooney is wearing a pirate shirt and she's got hair. She looks like she should be on Cagney and Lacey. Um, <laughs> and t- Sometimes her shirt had like this huge deep V. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, Not like deep enough, if you ask me. Some, oh, yeah. Oh, Miss Mooney. Um, but also, like, sometimes her shirt didn't have sleeves. Her sleeves like disappeared. Mm-hmm. So it was like a sleeveless, a sleeveless deep V'd shirt. She was like the Sally Acorn of this episode for me. She was, uh, yeah. That's a weird, it's a weird association. I mean, it's, it's not, what? it's not as weird as saying like, you know, Jeanette is like the Sally Acorn because Jeanette is like eight. That's true. But you can see that, you know, you put a few more, uh, a few more years on Jeanette, a few more, uh, first on the field. Oh, God. <laughs> so I read, Damn it. what the fuck? When I was reading about the show, um, God, I apologize. I, I saw a story that the, the lead animator at one point, oh boy, uh, drew like teenager versions of the chipettes, and a couple people got excited about the idea of doing like, like oh, we can do them I, being older. Like, and then someone unquote, was excited. like, they're inappropriate. We can't do that. 
And all I can imagine is that he like rule 34 himself. Ugh. <laughs> Gross. So Miss Mooney, Miss Mooney is sure, sure, total, total babe, swing and all that stuff. She's also kind of a stone cold bitch. Not kind <laughs> of, yes. just yes. directly. Let's get into it. This is a little bit long, wow. but it sets up a lot of the episode. Every child must have at least one adult present on parents' visiting night. It's school policy. See you and your parents tonight at 7. For me, this came a little bit out of nowhere, too, because it was like, why are they asking? Like, it was so lighthearted, and they're like, they don't have, like, why are they asking if they don't have parents? Like, they they must, like, (laughs) live with somebody, right? Also, what happens if you show up and you don't have? parents or what about well we'll find out families that have like two working parents and like a grandparent has to take care of the kids yeah at home i know it's a work of the world out like, there Shailen. well this is this is before this was 1986 or whatever this is before like double income homes were <laughs> what about <laughs> single moms who have to work overnight fuck them they gotta be there but yeah, this is not inclusive like if you're gonna ask this question then you gotta get into the question of like if parents have to be there how do the girls even you know, sign up for school without parental. Mm-hmm. Like, they just show up and they're like, we're derelicts now. <laughs> like we go to school here. And, like none of it makes sense. We're latchkey chipmunks. <laughs> we, we go here now. So we continue. We don't have parents. <laughs> what light subject matter for this children's show? Just really crazy shit, you guys. Listen, man, season four. This is fucking crazy. And so they're like, we're, we're out of ideas. <laughs> Quick, get dark. What are we going to do? And Brittany looks at one of her like self portraits, right? And she looks at it and she's like, oh, she sees herself as like a foxy 28 year old or something. She has a hallucination. Yeah. No. Like, let's call it's it like what a it dream is. sequence. It's got the dream noise. She's like, girls, I got a plan. And she, it's so crazy. They cut to their house. And I swear to God, it's it's a treehouse, but it's a fucking mansion. Yeah, it's it's a, I, it, I the way they thing. show it. The way they show it, it's this the scale is as big as Miss Miller or or Dave's house. It must be like a redwood tree. That thing is the, the places are huge. I do want to point out here that this is um, factually accurate. Chipmunk burrows are <laughs> insanely large, and they have two different. They have like an entrance. That can be up to 30 yards long Hmm. with an escape hatch of up to 20 feet, usually. That's the general thing. And along the way, they have like little burrows that that are like are offshoots of the enormously long tunnel. And that's what keeps them safe from predators. Dave and the the boys would have been better off moving into their palatial estate than living in Dave's house. That's true. But But Dave would have had to crouch too much. But it's crazy. Uh, so now we get a montage. And along with the montage, we get a song. And I don't have the whole thing because my tolerance can only go so far. But here's a clip. Okay. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a real hit. It was the, a cover of New Attitude. So they're making their own gear. And from Brittany's hallucination and from the clothes that they wear in their house, she would think that they do a good job. But I'm going to put this out there. The Chipettes do a fucking awful job here. <laughs> they make a ridiculous dress 
they stuff it with pillows. They put Brittany in high heels and make like a beehive wig. It looks bad. They did a bad job. Agreed. They would have been better off just not going to parents' night. The Chipettes are not smart. They're not talented in this way. Not masters of deception. They're rock stars. Are they? Are like are they rock stars? Is that they? If they're not in this episode, by the end of the run, they are. God, it's fucking astonishing. Okay. Yeah, because they 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 join the Chipmunks on stage a lot. Yeah. I think the movie they have like it's like a battle of the bands kind of thing. That mm-hmm. is exactly right. Okay. okay. Can confirm. Okay. Why have I retained so much information about this Chipmunks movie? You should be proud. Of yourself. I don't know, but I have too, Dave. So now we go to Dave's house or the Dave and the boy's house and he is calling uh, their neighbor. So their neighbor is Miss Miller and Miss Miller is like a crazy cat lady, but she only has one cat, but she has kind of like a crazy cat lady. She may or may not be like a disgraced showgirl. It's not a hundred percent clear, but she's crazy in other episodes. She was on Broadway, I believe. Okay. So anyway, let's meet Miss Miller. Gotta love it. What's happening here is Dave is calling her. She's in bed. <laughs> I have a quick clip here for no particular reason other than it made me laugh. This is how uh, how Dave introduces himself. It's Dave Seville. Oh, it's Dave Seville. I don't know why it made me laugh. <laughs> hey guys, it's Dave, it's the Dave podcast Seville. host. So they cut to the house and Dave is in like a white Don Johnson suit and he looks high as fuck. Like his eyes are like half closed and it's like, wow, this guy must have just like snorted coke right before this. But he is combing the chipmunks three dick hair and he's hanging out and he asks Mrs. Miller like, hey, I'm waiting for an important long distance call. Remember when you had to wait for long distance calls? (laughs) I want to know what that call was, but we never find out. And he's like, Miss Miller, can you drive the the boys to parents night? Because they need an adult there. Dave doesn't show up until much later. This doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It, it doesn't make any sense. She's asleep. She's like sound asleep. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm like napping on the couch or something. She had her, like her eye mask on. She was in her pajamas. And it's it must be like, I don't know, six o'clock at night. Like, if, <laughs> what's the latest a parent night would start? Like seven? Yeah. And especially they heard the teacher say, hey, every kid needs at least one adult. And it's like, okay, so they're just going to have this old lady drive them there and drop them off? That doesn't seem to have met the requirement of parents' night either. It's to prevent the kids from walking in the street after dark. That's the rule. Maybe. I don't know. I'm making that up. Well, it could be. Could be. Yeah. Threw me off, but then it moves... This episode moved quite quickly. It was a, a it was a good pace. It, it had a lot sure. of stuff happening. <laughs> it had a lot of stuff. Yeah, happening. I think it was just by virtue of plowing through things. It, I, I couldn't keep up with the plot holes, and so I just gave up. I never gave up. I think there's. Oh. Yes, absolutely. I think that part oh, of it oh, also oh. is just like the very linear direction of this episode. Like there's no there's no subplot. No, there's not. But it's so linear no, that yeah, you're left right. wondering at all times. Like, wait a minute what? Wait, wait, wait. Like I felt like I was standing on the train platform. The train track is the plot of the show. And it just like blasted by me. And I was like, wait, I missed my stop. I don't understand. <laughs> to explain this to me. Okay. So Mrs. Miller is, uh, she got the hots for old Dave, as you will find here. Oh. And so she agrees. It's, it's the name, to be honest. <laughs> it's a a name that uh, that moistens Ponty's all over the place. So she wants she, to go to the bone zone with him. She drives 
the chipmunks to parents night and she literally crashes her car into a light post but i guess it's, it's fine, fine. <laughs> so the the boys get out and she drives it's the away. 80s <laughs> things were different you could you could crash into things and get away with it so obviously the chipettes didn't have anybody to drive them but for some reason like they're sneaking out of bushes i'm not really sure why it but doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense so they go into the classroom and Theodore, because he's the smart one, notices immediately what's going on. Also, at this point, like people are leaving and Dave hasn't shown up. So like Dave is really fucking late. But Theodore sees the girls and he's like, Brittany? And what happens next is just pure comedy magic. Brittany? Don't say anything, please. <laughs> just like tears in her eyes. And then Brittany goes on to have a conversation. We don't have a mother. <laughs> a conversation with Miss Mooney. And she's like, Brittany is sick. And then Miss Mooney's like, You would leave a sick child? And she's like, She's not that sick. But all the while. I love that that was their line. She's not that sick. Not, I got a babysitter. So Brittany's wig falls off and she's like, Oh, fuck. And if it wasn't clear at this point, or the, the chipettes admit, we don't have parents. We live alone. Oh. <laughs> and rather than question this or show any kind of sympathy whatsoever, Miss Mooney says immediately, like, well, I have to report this to the juvenile authority. I was so like, well, first off, I thought the whole episode was going to be them tricking Miss uh, Miss Mooney. Sure. I thought for sure it was going to be 16 minutes of like hijinks going around the school. But immediately the wig falls off and the jig is up. And I was, and I, I think I appreciated that because I was like, "Where's this going next?" And then she says, "We have to call juvenile authority." I was like, "Strap it in, I'm on board." So the lesson here, of course, is that you can never let a mandated reporter know the truth about anything in your household. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's something very dark about that. I mean, there's there's a lot of dark stuff that's not really hidden under the surface here. But so the chipettes are sobbing. Now the chipmunks are sobbing, and then, and then Dave walks in, and he's like, you know, he's got his fucking Don Johnson suit, and he, he, like his eyes are half closed, like he really looks like he's high. And Alvin's like, can they live with us? It would be great. And you know, Miss Mooney's like, what do you say? And what does what does Dave Seville say? They really are close friends. <laughs> A normal human Ugh. thing to say, and like he's stroking his chin, and then Miss Mooney is like really putting the pressure on. He's like, sure, you can move in. And I thought, this doesn't seem legal. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know that teachers get to make that choice for kids. Generally, (laughs) Or the kids just get to like, I'm coming to live with you now. Like, that's not necessarily how that works. Right. They jerk their thumb over him. That's my parent now. This guy, yeah. Okay, okay, good, good, good. Okay. Then never mind. You don't have to be expelled for not having parents couple of funny things here before we cut to commercials so the thing that i noticed is so we have a wide shot and we have the two adults and the six chipmunks miss mooney looks like an amazon she looks like at least a foot taller than dave which is fine like maybe he's a short right. guy maybe she's tall short daves with tall <laughs> women is is, is do, a fine thing do, do, yeah. do, 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 do. Um, <laughs> but dave you noticed something as well in this scene that maybe we should we should touch on yeah, so all all six chipmunks go in for the group hug and to the left of the of the shot, you know, most of the chipmunks are sort of like stacked up on each other. Mm-hmm. Right? They're they're hugging over over themselves. But Theodore, he goes to the right, which is right in front of Dave and his crotch. 
and you just see the back of his head just just quickly, just covering Dave's crotch. It looked like he was performing oral sex on Dave Seville. That's gross. But did it happen? No. It may have. I mean, they were so overjoyed. That's illegal in at least two ways. But it's it's just a chipmunk? At least. That's also illegal, though, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's legal either. What if the chipmunk was at... No, never mind. We're in a commercial. <laughs> the chipmunk was of age. And Still illegal. We come back. And at first, I thought it was the next morning, but it's clear that at least some time has passed. The chipettes are sleeping in what was the chipmunk's room. They're sleeping up in the attic. Did you guys notice Brittany had thrown the picture of Elvin in the garbage? Yes, and I loved it. Uh, it, it was nice little, it was nice subtle. little background. Nice little background there. touch. Yeah. Starting to paint the picture that you may not have noticed is the chipettes are fucking awful and unlikable. But we'll get there. Do you think that's why Terrible they don't have parents? Guests. That's entirely possible. <laughs> Just <laughs> real fucking ingrates. So <laughs> parents are like you little shits. <laughs> the, you don't live in the backyard in a tree. <laughs> The, the, the shit ats. The alarm goes off in the attic, and Alvin sits up and bumps his head. Now he has enough time to put like the classic head bandage on, which seems like overkill. Like he whacked his head. I don't know, whatever. But Kids are sometimes hypochondriac. They go down into the bathroom where Dave is shaving. The thing about Dave Seville that I didn't realize, you can't tell this from oh my God. Dave Seville is fucking yoked. Like this dude is ripped. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? If Miss Mooney is the stone cold fox, this guy is the, the rock hard hunk. And My God. I, I was like sweating watching, he, he watching hunk, this scene. Like classic hunk. Oh my God. Like lean, not Shapes. too muscly, not not too shredded, but just like, I was like, ooh. It was like 80s, 80s hot. Yeah. Like Paul Reiser, My Two Dad style. That's true. That's actually a really strong analogy. Thank you. Yeah. Any male in the Friday the 13th uh, you know, <laughs> movies. Just, just Put that in short your computer. Shirt. <laughs> so they go in and then Alvin's like the chipettes suck and then he brushes his teeth very angrily like he builds up like a rabies level of froth like if Alvin had been in public with that amount of froth he would have been put down but then Dave is working on writing a song because they wrote that that Christmas song you know 25 years earlier and still searching for a new hit and then Alvin comes in and starts to complain She sucks. Simon complains that Jeanette chipped his beaker, which may or may not have happened, but um, Jeanette doesn't take it well. We also get... I hate rutabaga pie! Because, you see, Eleanor took Theodore's stash of sunflower seeds and put them into a pie. So the show really pretty consistently up to the end paints the chipettes as just incredibly ungrateful and awful. <laughs> There's not a lot Accurate. of redeeming qualities about the chipettes. And I only watched this episode, so I don't know how it goes throughout, but just they seem fucking terrible is the only way I can put it. They seem ridiculously unlikable. My memory of them was that they always sucked until it was necessary to the plot for them to be nice. Right. My memory was a, a little different. I, I know Brittany, like Alvin, was kind of a jerk and like selfish and stuff, but I, I remember Jeanette and Eleanor being fine likable and, and 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 nice but yeah this this one there's like no redeeming qualities no to them not at all they're children and therefore you should like them yeah i guess the list. yeah uh, yeah 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 i guess so they're you know they're all fighting they're all arguing and all of a sudden somebody shows up at the door 
And then I heard a sentence here, and it's a sentence you would only hear in this context in this show. Like You would never hear this literally at any other point in the existence of the Earth. Hello, Mr. Seville. I'm the Chipette social worker. She doesn't give herself a name. She it talks about the three girls as the Chipettes. It's just weird. Like It's just so strange. Like She couldn't have been like, if she had said, I'm Brittany, Jeanette, and Eleanor's social worker, Miss Smith. It wouldn't strike me as so odd, but she just introduces herself as their social worker, and then she's just this nameless entity. So I have a okay. proposed secondary possibility about this. I don't think she's really a social worker. I think she's trying to kidnap the Chipettes <gasps> so that she can exploit them for money because they're rock stars. Do they have money? As rock stars, obviously. Look at their mansion. <sighs> Look at all their clothes. You're the <laughs> one who pointed these things out. I know. It, it's, I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just, it's... Well, let's, let's, walk, let's walk through this a little bit. So I, I'm with you, Shannon. Like, she, there's something nefarious about this social worker who social I've named Susan in my head. Worker. She's most likely a Susan. So For sure. She says this, they have to separate, right? So there's a house for each Chipette if, if, if Dave can't show that he can take care of them all. Is that a lie? You know, yes. will she take the children and then have them like live a crappy life at her house while she exploits their music? In the three wings of her house with separate uh, <laughs> fake parents. This is an, another spot, too, where Brittany comes off as incredibly selfish because they're like they're pretending to be happy. And they ask the, you know, the quote unquote social worker, like, well, what if we weren't happy? What would it be? And the social worker's like, well, we have three houses. And Brittany's like, oh, so we get our choice? And it's like, wow, <laughs> that's kind of pompous, Brittany. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? It's like, this isn't the fucking dating game, bud. She's a child. And so maybe the idea when the scriptwriters were doing it is like to explain to kids that like foster care is not an ideal situation. It's a lesson to she be sucks. learned. Let's not give Brittany redeeming qualities. I'm just saying there's lessons to be learned. <laughs> so Alvin wanders out of the house and he just goes, anybody who would take those three would have to be crazy. And he looks next door and what does he see? He sees Miss Miller's house. And she's crazy. She is crazy. And now Alvin has a wacky scheme. So he goes to Miss Miller's house and she's putting up, is it like rubber duck wallpaper or something on her yeah. wall? It is. Yes. Well, that's fine. She's, you know, she's an older woman. She has a house project, whatever. He starts telling her this sob story about missing kittens. And (laughs) it's so weird. Like, he's like, if there were three missing kittens, wouldn't you want to take them in? And she's like sobbing. And then she gets wacky. You naughty boy. She says to Alvin. And then Alvin's like, great. Well, then it's settled. And you'll take in the chipettes. And she's like, what? No, we were talking about cats. (laughs) Alvin's like, no, no, no. Like. So I thought the route I would have taken here if I were the writer would be like, you know, all right, we've got the cat metaphor. And then like he could bring it up to Miss Miller and she'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, well, now that you mention it, yeah, I could take the chipettes. But instead he like uses the metaphor and then says chipettes instead of kittens at one point. And somehow it's like a legal, legally binding decision. Mm-hmm. It was very strange. I, I, I don't, I didn't get it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into the legalities of it in a moment here because I, I have some some experience with this. But Miss Miller, you know, correctly is like, I can't take in three children. Like, I, like, I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, they'll be fine. Then Alvin takes it to a new level. I'm sure someone else will take them in. Oh, someone will. 
someone who will beat them. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what are we doing here? I, I so love heavy. this line. Again, again, just on an ironic level, like, holy fuck, why did you write That's that? That's fucking crazy, man. That's bananas. Goddamn, Diane. Take it easy, guys. <laughs> you went dark, Diane. Um, the book of something. Dicks in went all out. But somehow, like, this convinces the idea of, like, somebody beating that small chipmunk gets Miss Miller on board. We've already established that the chipettes are super unhappy at Dave's house. Like, they're just, you know, they're not happy. And whatever, that's fine. So you would think that they'd be happy at this new opportunity. But... Well, what do you think? I think this isn't going to work. Oh, wait. It's just like Brittany <laughs> consistently complains. And so they move in with Miss Miller and Dave mentioned, you know, that it didn't make sense. And it's true because there's not a real scenario in which just three young children would be able to move into a person's house who has like no training and wasn't cleared to do this. I mean, how much clearance do you need and how much training do you need to take uh, more, in a wild creature? Uh, well, yeah, I was going to say, but they're not wild creatures. They're like... Children. Children. Like somewhere, somehow, there were two anthropomorphized adult chipmunks that, that fucked like hard. And then it pumped out the chipmunks. And like that's how they're human chipmunk hybrids. So I guess, you know, maybe the training is lessened, but they still are sentient. So that's fair. So they're there. And like, you know, Miss Miller has a room and it's filled with stuff. And Brittany's like, this sucks. And it's like, she didn't know you were coming. Like, fucking. Relax, Brittany. Uh, then they play piano, and then Eleanor is cooking a pancake or a crepe or something. And then Dave and Miss Miller, they start to battle over Brittany's conservatorship. Mm -hmm. It's really, really weird. It's gross stuff. Yeah. And I'll say here that, you know, I'm not going to name the character, but somebody, well, just listen. I don't know. Wow, Ben. <laughs> what can I tell you? It's what was there. Some horny shit. Miss Miller is reading them a book, and the girls are distracted. So, like, I think Jeanette's reading, like, a calculus book. Brittany is reading this thick book. Like, it's a tome. It's called Fashions. <laughs> I want to know about that book. <laughs> What's happening? It's the history of fashion. They're in the bath, and, like, they're very naked. Like, if, you know... <laughs> This is going to be weird. Okay. Can you say that again? They're very they're naked. They're very naked. They're, well, they're in the bath, see? And it's weird because they're chipmunks, but they're also children, which makes it strange. And if the animators were interested in drawing, like, anatomically correct things, Brittany was above nipple height on those bubbles. I don't think chipmunks have nipples. So that's your takeaway? Your takeaway is oh, they, so they, they, they are un- showed off her nipples. No, I didn't want them to. I just thought the scene was uncomfortable. Like, it wasn't like, oh my God, pan down. Like, no. The idea is that it was weird that they had them in that situation to make a throwaway joke about them not enjoying rubber ducks. That's fair. And why wouldn't they like a rubber duck? Who doesn't like a rubber duck? These kids aren't like 25. A fake chipmunk. Yeah, fake chipmunk, my ass. They also <laughs> argue about bedtime and we get this riveting conversation. Eight. Cool. So it's good. It's it's going well. Now, we don't know how long they've been there. Again, this could have been a day. It could have been six months. We're not really sure. But what we do see 
is that the girls are getting ready to go to school. And Brittany's standard fare is a pink top, a pink short skirt, pink leg warmers. Eleanor dresses like she's going to school in Great Britain in like the 1850s. And Jeanette wears like a sweater of some sort. And Miss Miller doesn't say the word tramps, but she's like, no, you need to wear longer skirts. And she sends them out. like chip sluts. (laughs) But like, you know, they were wearing shorter skirts. That's true. But Eleanor had on tall socks and um, Brittany had on leg warmers. So it's not like they were showing anything off. And they were also wearing regular shoes. That's true. Put a pin in all this, because we're going to come back to this idea of them being tramps. Miss Miller is dusting the house while they're at school and there's music playing. And she just starts screaming about the noise, the chatter. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very awkward. There's a talent show. I'm I'm breezing through this because we need to talk about it. There's no reason to dwell. Because everything everything happens becomes central, but like nothing is happening. It's just happening so fast. So they go to school and Miss Mooney's like, there's a talent show tomorrow. Show up in costume. And the girls are like, oh no, the talent show. That sucks. And then Albert tries to comfort her by being like, hey, you can chill with the winner. You know? Yummy down. Gross. No, not, not gross. They're chipmunks. They age earlier. So then they get in Miss Miller's car and they're like, Miss Miller, we can't do the talent show. And Miss Miller says, Show business is my life. So as Shayla noted, she was a, on Broadway. I think so. Maybe she was a Radio City dancer. I don't really know. Broadway Jane. <laughs> but they go, <laughs> <laughs> they go back to the house and Brittany's like, I don't want to do this. But Miss Miller's pulling out costumes and stuff, and they she puts them in costumes. Now, somehow she had costumes that were, you know, small chipmunk size, but they're dressed like can-can dancers, go-go girls. Like, what is the term for this? They, they're dressed as flappers. Ben. Flappers. Flappers. So, so where she was against them wearing short skirts and socks, now she's into them wearing not just incredibly short skirts, but like with high heels and the way that it's drawn, like... The chipmunks have like very like well defined legs. Like it's so awkward. Oh, they're really weird. It's just like full leg length cankles. It's very strange looking. It's oh, it's odd. Why does Miss Miller have costumes that size? Yeah. Did she have them for other kids? Like her her kids? Did she like, put her cat in them? Was, was she? A, I would believe was she that a, it was her cat. Was she? A, <laughs> was she a child Broadway star? A child know. flapper, perhaps? Yeah, flapper. Broadway Jane Miller. <laughs> It gets weirder because Mrs. Miller starts performing a dance number and she like she jumps up and she's doing like a little dance on her piano bench. And immediately Jeanette and Eleanor are like, all right, I'm getting into it. And Brittany sort of isn't into it. And then five seconds later, she is. We're running out of time, Ben. We don't have the whole musical number here, but listen to the words that they're singing and think about the clothes that we've described them as wearing. You'll start to see the, the picture here. It's quite a thing. And this is about a maternal figure in their life. And <laughs> it is. It's not. And the familial bond between her and her chipmunk 
children. I, I don't see anything disturbing about this at all. There's nothing dark or disturbing or generally fucked up about mm-hmm. what's going on here. Well, do you know what's, I mean, I cut it because, I mean, we can only play so much uh, before copyright comes, but the next line is, I want to be licked by you. And That's only not you. true. Yeah. That's yeah. not true. Marilyn Monroe sang the song famously. Oh, okay. Because Mar- Marilyn Monroe, of course, known for being a child. Yeah, yeah child-friendly <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> yeah. The weird line about, like, chipmunk bungholes is just fucked up. <laughs> it's too it far. So weird. Like, if Shirley Temple sang this song, I'd be like, all right, whatever. But these chipmunks, this is too far for me. It's strange. Got these nuts to you. Gross. So while they're singing about tongue and down or whatever, the fucking social worker shows back up. And then she lets herself into the house while Miss Miller and the chipettes are sliding down the banister. And then the social worker, who you would think, because she's a social worker, would have like some form of tact being able to, you know, tackle a delicate situation. This is how she approaches it. Miss Miller, I hate to say this, but. Perhaps the girls might be better off in a more, well, conventional home. A place that's not so cluttered. And then she calls Miss Miller too old, and it's like, hey, dumbass, you didn't have any problem with the fucking single dude with the six rodents in his house? This is ridiculous. <laughs> she, also, shit. she didn't have a problem with the old lady at the house to begin with when they were like, oh, we're going to live here now. Well, she I mean, they didn't like, tell her, right. so she's just like, she has no power whatsoever. How did she find them? The girls are like, they're trying to cover for Miss Miller now because they're like, oh, she lets us sing songs about like smooching dudes. And now we get the <laughs> the immediate declaration. And we love her. That's what. And so, you know, <laughs> you have to assume that the timeline of this episode is longer than it's portrayed, right? Because right. the way that this flows is Dave's like, they are good friends. And then you see what you think is the next morning, but I don't think it is. Like, I think some period of weeks had passed. And then they go to Miss Miller's house and you see them, like, Miss Miller puts them to bed and then they get sent to school in, like, clothes that they hate. And then it's literally the end of that day where, where the talent show is. For Brittany, it, like, I don't have a problem with Brittany being like, and we love her. You know, that's very sweet. But it's more that they had like this immediate turnaround based off of them doing like one (laughs) musical number. It just, it is hollow in a way that I think is damaging to children. (laughs) Like, I don't want to exaggerate. This is emotionally damaging. Well, this this adult showed me how to dance uh, to a musical number. Like, of course I love them. That's all you need. Yeah. So, parents, if you're ever having trouble with their kids, do a little musical number. Brigadoon and just dance away. The HMS pinafore for me. But what do I know? <laughs> so now we go to the next step. Anything with Gene Kelly. <laughs> and Miss Mooney is announcing the results of the talent show. We didn't even see what the talent show was. So she goes, second place, Alvin and the Chipmunks. And they come out and they're like bedazzled shirts. Reminded me of a costume my mom would have put together. And they accept their award. For you. For me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the Chipettes won, apparently doing like that fuck number. And then... It wasn't that the main event of the show was the talent show, although I would, would like to have seen like at least what they did. I would be interested. Like, they sang, Ben. They sang. They, they did magic. There's a prize after first prize, which is like best costumes. And then somehow the Chipettes win that too. And this is how the episode ends. Okay, here's where I pulled the end, because as a reward for winning Best Dressed, 
they get some roses, right? So like Miss Mooney hands them a bouquet of roses, which is fucking weird, but they have to do it so that Brittany can throw Miss Miller a rose. Now, Miss Miller has to be 25 to 30 feet away from where they're sitting. I don't think I could throw a rose that far, but Brittany like effortlessly flicks it and Miss Miller catches the rose. Like if I went outside and got a flower right now, but I like I threw it as hard as I could, I bet it would go like three feet and flutter to the ground. She's a chipmunk of many talents, Ben. <laughs> yeah, chipmunks, they're sort of like Ant Man. Like yeah, you know, if freak you know, ants can like pick up like a thousand times their weight or whatever, Ant Man can do that as a man. As a the chipettes are the same way. As a damn man. The chipettes are the same way. They have the speed and strength of a chipmunk multiplied to the size of the, that they are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I could see it. I mean, it's crazy the, strength. The rules of anthropomorphic chipmunks are all over the place. Many and varied. Oh, for what it's worth, by the way, the Wikipedia for the show is weird because it, it's sort of like it talks about the overall arc of the show. And as the show got toward the end, they were just doing movie spoofs, but. It also said by the end they had become fully like anthropomorphized. And I thought, aren't they anthropomorphized here <laughs> at this point? Like, what about them is not that. Yeah, did they have like tails or something in the beginning of the season and then they've like turned more into humans? Like, yeah. Like it, explain? I, yeah, I don't know. I actually don't remember a change, which is fine. Like, I don't know. It's they weird. just referred to them as the children. Anyway, so Miss Miller is sobbing. Yeah, that's it. That's Alvin and the Chipmunks. So. Brittany has learned nothing. She, she's like, yeah. oh, I guess she has good taste after all. She's still a jerk. Yeah, she's a jerk. True. Yeah. Selfish. Now, would you show it to a child? I wouldn't show this episode to a child. Why? Because it's psychologically damaging. But I would show the movie <laughs> uh-huh. to a child. Not the question. Dave? Yeah, I'd show this to a kid. It went by so fast. There was no time to like glom on to anything okay i think it's harmless no <laughs> no this, this is a mess this tackle you know i'm just gonna save it for my review uh let's go with one to five dave seville's rippling biceps and the scenario he could have up to five i would give it a four <laughs> and we're gonna give you the reasons why ready okay N- nostalgia uh-huh. good sound effects yeah, like that jack-off sound effect. is was Hilarious <laughs> that there are two voice actors who did the entire show. Mm-hmm. And because I feel like it. Wow. Four. That's good. Back to sound effects. Like, what if the Foley artist, they were like, we need some sounds for, like, cake batter falling. And he's like, hold on. And he just goes, records himself fapping. <laughs> <laughs> you can ask that question about any cartoon. Yeah. Ben's been right the whole time. I don't think there was any question of that. I'm with Shailen a little less. Uh, I'm going to go with three and a half. Nostalgia got me going. I thought it, again, it moved so fast. I was like, I don't think I had time to hate the show. Yeah, it brought, it, it got me, you know, looking up the Chipmunk Adventure movie, which is a, a banger of an animated movie. Hmm. The show, and maybe this isn't the best representation of this show. This episode takes, a really complex concept is like foster care and how you deal with that and adoption. And it does it in just the worst ham fisted way you've ever seen to the point that, like I said, you know, it's a mess and I'm not like a big high horse person, but it's just so no, fucking you are. off. Yeah, that's me. Um, yeah. It's just so fucking off 
to present this concept in this way that it makes the episode somewhat impossible to enjoy. That said, it also treats it in a really funny way that like you can't help but laugh at. So I was going to give it two, but then I remembered the jack-off pancake, so now it's two and a half. Okay. The jack-off pancake gets it uh, another half bicep for me. I support that. Five jack-off pancakes. Flap jack-offs? <laughs> in honor of Alvin and the chipmunks, I've created a game for you about chipmunks. I'd like to welcome you to this or that, true or false, chipmunk or chit. Or chit? The movie. Chit? Or chit? I said chit. Shit. These are Shit. fun Shit. facts. Shit either about chipmunks or something else. <laughs> so it could not be about chipmunks at all? It's a game of true and false. <laughs> true. <laughs> I'm so confused. It's about chipmunks. False. It is not about chipmunks. Is this still the title of your game? <laughs> no, I'm giving you the directions. <laughs> okay. So what am I do- What? I'm going to read something to you. Okay. And you're going to say, yes, that's about chipmunks. Or you're going to say, no, that's not about chipmunks. I always feel like I need like a stiff drink before I start one of your games. Like I, I'm so confused. It's not hard. It doesn't seem like it should be, but the way you explain it is like, yeah, I need like pumpkin spice latte with bourbon. I, I need um like an Adderall or, or something. I was like, how do I? But only if it's pumpkin how flavored. I, how do I focus on this? And it, do they have pumpkin spice Adderalls? They have pumpkin spice everything. PSOs. I found pumpkin spice paper towels in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And that is true. All right. Do you eat that? No. Round one. Whoever answers the right answer first gets a point. What are the answer choices? True or false. True. <laughs> it is about chipmunks and true. False. It is not about chipmunks or it is not true. <laughs> true. <laughs> chipmunks can't get wet. <laughs> Precisely. Unless they're Miss Miller. There are 25 species of chipmunk in North America. True or false? True. That's about chipmunks. (laughs) (laughs) Dave gets the point. That's true. And it's about chipmunks. One point, Dave. Dave. Then Dave gets 100 points. (laughs) Then gets negative five. Okay. All right. Chipmunks are omnivores. They eat nuts, berries, frogs, birds, lizards. Mushrooms, seeds, and insects. They can get mushrooms? True or false? <laughs> I like that. True. Dave. I thought um, you said it was the first one to answer. Oh, it's false. Oh, yeah. It, it's it, false. Was, it, was, it was the first one to answer. I know that. I'm just trying to see what Dave's answer is. <laughs> uh, they are not omnivores. So they... Omnivores. You guys are tied because Ben answered first and had the right answer. So why did Dave even get to answer? I wanted to know if he got it right or not. What difference does it make? Just a cuz? Because I wanted to know. Oh, just to lengthen the game out? I just wanted just to know what he said. That's we have all. a 66 minute quote over each and every game, whether we like it or not. Chipmunks need 15 hours of sleep per day. Oh, man. False. True. That's about chipmunks. Ben gets the point. Cause yeah. Dave got it wrong when he answered first. Two to one. Wait, Wait a minute. It's about chipmunks. It's about chipmunks and true. Yeah, so I get the point because I was right. All right. The only species of chipmunk that lives outside of North America is 
the Siberian chipmunk. <laughs> That's false. Its uh, scientific name is Chipmunkus comstinus. You didn't give an answer. Uh, do I have Follicus. to? Erectus follicles. It's true. The Siberian chipmunk is real. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Is it all Bullshit. white? No. Hmm. Yeah, and its dick hair is white, too. <laughs> all right. Chipmunks are directly related to walruses, seals, and sea lions. True. I mean, and that all of nature is directly related. Dave, what's your answer? False. Dave's right. No, all of nature is related. That's the fucking... With but the they're cl- different Captain genus. Planet. There's not... The, all chipmunks are Don't squirrels. tell me about genus. All right. You're saying genes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> chipmunks are known party ruiners. They always take the last slice. False. That's polychronopolis. True. Butter. Dave is correct. <laughs> butter. They love butter. Oh, that was my, my, my last pat. Chipmunks lived in Shaylin's ideal existence during the winter. They hibernate, but unlike bears, they don't bulk up. They just sleep all day and periodically wake up to take a snack. Sounds like a Will Smith rap. Ha 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 ha. I'm going to say true because I, I, I don't even understand what you said. They live in your ideal existence during the winter in that they don't bulk up, but they sleep all day. What so, is that even? No, I, so I, I was thinking it was that they live in the plane of existence that Shalyn has created. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I interpreted that question. If I could... Turn back time. <laughs> so Ben already got this answer right when he said true, but this is what I'm going to tell you. Okay. If I could spend the winter just napping and every once in a while waking up to have like some seeds and then go back to sleep. That's how I would spend <laughs> the entire season. Winter sucks. And that's what chipmunks do. That's their life. Yeah. Winter with, with all its pumpkin themed bullshit. Fall sucks because it brings winter. No fall is great. And then winter ruins it. But you know what winter brings? The ice. Mayflowers. Freeze. Cold winter ice. Freeze snow. Winter's the best. You can pee in the snow and heat cider up on the grill. On the grill, on the stove. What's wrong I'm with fucking you? tired. Leave me alone. All right. For all the marbles. Right now, Ben has several points on Dave. This is a... This is for it's, all... It's, this... four, it's, it's four to three. <laughs> that makes sense. I don't think that's true. <laughs> no, this is thinking. for all the marbles. Didn't score. you say that some of these questions weren't about chipmunks? I did give you one that wasn't about chipmunks. What? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. They've all been about I, chipmunks. Bears, walruses, seals, and sea lions. Yeah, but it was you still said. a chipmunk related I said it was not true of chipmunks. Not true of chipmunks. This is, oh man, I need to. This is one of those things. A group where, of chipmunks is called a scurry. That's not a clue. I'm telling you a fact. This is one of those things that I would I, I would go back and like play the audio and I, like I'll play it on the next episode and you and you'll get mad at me for possibly being confused at how obtuse <laughs> this was explained. Oh, I won't be mad at you at all. Uh, let's just say this has happened before and you got mad. <laughs> <laughs> do you listen to the podcast, Shailen? I do. Like after, oh, yeah. and I, I'm always <laughs> embarrassed and I just press on with who I am. I seem to recall a time where true to myself, we played a trivia game. You gave a confusing answer. I played it back and you went, "That's not what I meant." <laughs> So, that's your point. <laughs> anyway, for so for all the marbles, yes, a, a scurry is a group of chipmunks. No, that was a fact. That True. was not a clue. True. True. Here's the last one. If it's not about chipmunk genital size, a month strike. When chipmunks reproduce. Uh-huh. Oh. Those hogs. Once properly positioned, 
the male's penis explodes outward into the oviduct oh, of like the piston. female, a process that takes approximately one third of a second. Is that true <laughs> of chipmunks or not true? Gives a new meaning to the so term true. one pump dump, huh? Do you think they call sexy time uh, chip funk? <laughs> they should. Chip funk is my new uh, parody musician name. That's, that's what I'm going to use for my chipmunk band. <laughs> Just print songs. False. No, the male chipmunk can go all night long. So Ben wins the game. That is actually a description of ducks mating. Oh, nice. Uh, how do chipmunks fuck? Carefully. Twice a year. <laughs> Sweetly. And then after. So this is really fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. Chipmunks mate two times a year. And immediately after, they go their separate ways. And the male chipmunk bears no responsibility. Once the babies are born, the mom is like, fuck you. I don't want any, anybody okay, around okay. here. And they just live by themselves. Uh, speaking of chipmunks fucking, do you think... Let's propel... Wait, hold on one second. Thank you for playing my chipmunk game. Absolutely. Do ben you think wins. when you propel forward in time, the chipmunks are rock stars, right? And we all know yes. that rock and roll has got a big groupie culture. True. Do you think that there are a lot of human women they're are going to try to fuck the chipmunks or is it that like their paths are set in stone and they're down with the chipettes like now and forever they've got groupies right they're musicians they're right. going to get older that's what i'm saying like they're they're going to stop playing kid concerts and like or those kids are going to grow up and they're going to go to the nostalgia acts those human women are going to throw their underwear at the chipmunks up on the stage panteith panteith I know we just played a game, but I have a game for you. Okay. One round. Okay. Is this for all the marbles? Mary, kill or fuck. <laughs> okay. Han Solo, Princess Leia, Chewbacca. Mary, Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. Fuck Han Solo and kill Princess Leia, too uppity. The other choices <laughs> are self-explanatory. <laughs> I'm with Ben. Minus the uppity, because that's 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 terrible. <laughs> so I don't have different answers from you guys, but I did start to question Chewbacca schlong in the in the process. That's right. First of all, don't question it. Second of all, that's right. Thanks for playing. Absolutely. Now, on to the mailbag. What's the largest animal you think that you could reasonably knock out if your life came down to a one-on-one boxing match with said animals? Yours, Curious Gorge. That's a great question. Uh, the answer is a chipmunk. <laughs> Are we talking all animals? What's the or largest just... animal you think you could? What, what is that? What does that mean? Blue whale. <laughs> like, well, like all animals. I was going to say, I think I could knock out a tuna. <laughs> that, that's pretty fish. big. Okay. Because they don't have hands, right? I mean, that's fair game. You, you, you don't think you yeah. could knock out anything bigger than a tuna. But tuna can you, be really, really, they fish. can be hundreds of pounds. <laughs> I think I could get a several hundred pound tuna, or if not that, then okay. a raccoon. Well, what about this? If it has I'm to be a land a, I'm going to add a twist into the question, which was terribly vague. You, had, you have to fight in the home ecosphere of the animal, but you would also be equipped. So you would have gills. So you could box a tuna, but you would have gills and be able to breathe. So you'd be like water world. Can I shaman. keep my arms? Y- y- one. No, yes, you can keep your arms. I still think that tuna or a large fish would be easier to knock out than a land dwelling creature. Mm-hmm. With, Even if you're underwater, I can breathe underwater. Like, well, imagine like having to punch through water though. 
my arms are still going to be longer than a tuna's fins. Yeah, and you can't tuna fish. Even, <laughs> yes, that's true. Even a big tuna? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Dave, what's your answer? I'm still thinking about this tuna, and also I'm still <laughs> thinking about Chewie's dick. <laughs> and like, and I think like, like Shailen mentioned, like all I could think of was she she was thinking about Chewbacca's dick. Yeah, and like you chose you would choose to marry Chewbacca, Shailen. No, that's not what I said. Well, you didn't answer the question though. I said I agreed with both of you. I'd marry Han Solo, kill Princess Leia. No, wait, that's not right. No, we we said marry Chewbacca. That's right. I would marry him. So wow. Would you marry Chewbacca because of the dick? No. No, because he's Cause it, he's a nice guy. He, he provides safety and he's loyal. And we've seen that he's Dick good with, with kids. Plus, he can find food. I was trying to connect those dots that you were leaving open for us. Anyway, I think I could. I don't know if I could knock out anything. I had to like try to put a mouse uh, that our cat caught uh-huh. out of its misery once, and I couldn't bring myself to do it. It was like <laughs> <laughs> it was such a chicken about it. It's really difficult. Um, so, like a mouse, maybe. <laughs> But you're not killing the creature. You're just knocking it out. You're just knocking it out. If you knew you were just making it unconscious, could you do it? Okay. Maybe like a, a coyote or like a wolf or something like that. Wow. That's, see, that's a risk. Because my, here's my answer. I've, I've had some time to think about this. Okay. My answer is a cow. <laughs> that's fair. The cow is slow. And, and not, Oh, and not you're just bright. on top of it. Just like no, I think I would just fucking uppercut it and the thing would go down. Oh. Cows are huge, though. But, like, you could push over a cow, and that, that's a horrible thing. Now, in this scenario, too, the animals will be fine after if that's something you're worried about. Right. Um, so, Ben's so in my case, seat. like, I'm fucking, I'm uppercutting it like a wolf or a coyote. That thing would tear your arm off. Yeah, but I'd be fighting it, and then people are like, holy fuck, that guy knocked out a fucking coyote. Yeah, but he that's wouldn't awesome. kill that mouse. What a, what a puss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that lily man. I'm not going to get into like, all yeah. the feminist reasons why the term puss is inaccurate, Ugh. but... You're on the same page as me in terms of like large creature can't fight back. Like a cow is very unlikely. If you're sitting in front of it, it can't even kick you because its knees go the wrong way. All it can do is like turn its ass around and like kick you backwards. And by the time it does that, it can't get to you. So it turns its ass around and then its only power is titillation at that point. Gross. <laughs> That's how it and then Shailen's like, but you can't tune a fish. <laughs> what about a giant sloth? <laughs> sure. That would work. Oh, I could knock that out. They're pretty fucking slow. You guys ever punch a person before? Uh, have I ever punched a person? Only in the in the karate sphere. Yeah. Not like the jovial, like you know, you punch someone's arm or whatever. Like, but like, no, uh, I don't think so. Have you, Dave? Um, I used my rapier wit to get out of any <laughs> any fight situations. I've been punched. Same. I've been punched, and I've definitely held my hands up to protect my head from getting punched. I don't think I've ever. Oh well, that's really actually not, punched. That's not punching person. anybody. Yeah, that's that's not getting. That's not punching. Oh, that's the sweet science. <laughs> they call that the Philly shell, I believe. I think my sister, my older sister, and I got in a fight when I was little, and I might have like punched her then. You know, I was like five or six or something. But like from teenager up, like I don't think I've punched anybody before. You know, I'll tell you. The other day, my my brother he blew a war zone game, and he wouldn't admit <laughs> it. So I could have I could have punched him. Ben was but very upset. He, he blew that game. Solo, he sent me a solo text message. He was so mad. <laughs> he was mad. We were in a good position and he blew that game. And he, then he was being a jerk about it. It's ridiculous. Being all obstinate. Just, just apologize. Yeah. Hmm. It's not a big, I mean, we were playing for fun. We, we went in saying we were playing for fun. And he had to make it serious. 
I hate when that happens. Fucking bullshit. It makes me so angry. Anyway, listeners, we want to hear from you at WatchBots Pod. Uh, what's the biggest animal that you could knock out if your life depended on it? Hashtag can't tune a fish. So that's our show. I don't even know what else there is to say. <laughs> uh, stay tuned next week. We're going to start our 20-part series on the the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. You know, we spent a month on the Star Wars holiday special. So by that theory, I guess we could get through the four Alvin and the Chipmunk movies in about six. Halloween's coming up. Are we doing a Halloween thing? Uh, Does Mark Summers have a sequel? A sequel. Oh, God, I wish. Uh, I actually have an idea for a Halloween thing, but we'll save that suspense for later. Ooh, stay tuned, folks. Let's just say it's a real Cosby mystery of an idea. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's just say welcome to Wienerville. <laughs> Let's just say that one in the hands worth two in the crocodile hunter's bush oh. <laughs> all right that's enough clues folks chew on those you can follow us on twitter and on instagram and and all them fine places at watchbots pod please subscribe rate and review for dave and for shalen thanks for for hanging out with us and listening to another episode and to take us out of here i got a real treat lined up this week folks a real treat Ooh. and what is it, what is it? It's not a Ringo Starr thing. You know, I think we've all agreed. We've taken that as far as it can go. But thank you, Jesus. Shailen, this is another one. Have we? This is one for you. It's a special request from me. And I'm going to play a little song here mm-hmm. to take us out. And what the listeners want to hear is they want to hear you do your chipmunk voice. That's for not this true. Song. Here they we go. They don't want to hear that. Here we go. the words on my iPad here. I need them. Thank you. I recommend getting your heart tripled on. Anyone? Yeah. Oh. Said your chipmunk voice. I don't have it. I recommend getting Swimming in your stomach. The settle. You laugh. You laugh. You laugh. You cry. You like. You lose. You learn. You bleed. You learn. You scream. You Swimming in your stomach. You know that it's truly chipified because it takes the right beats per minute and it's not just a sped up version. Wow.